the number one Costa Rica real estate and investment podcast, bringing you experts from all over Costa Rica. Good morning, guys, and welcome to episode 129 of Costa Rica Real Estate and Investments with me, your host, Richard Beckson. Um, I hope everybody's having a great day. It's summertime here in Costa Rica. The sun is shining. Uh, actually had somebody reach out to us this morning that said it's minus 30 below where they are in Canada. It's plus 30 here. So it's a hell of a swing. But I'm sure a lot of you listening to this that are in the Northern Hemisphere are wishing that you were down here in Costa Rica. Uh, and hopefully we can help you do that. But uh, I just want to say a big thank you to, again, everyone that's been reaching out. It's been great chatting with some of you, kind of giving you guys some advice, pointing you in the right direction, kind of trying to avoid those landmines here in Costa Rica, uh, or just giving you a real idea of what returns you could be looking uh, like, uh, you know, when investing, uh, you know, or what an exit could look like as well. So anyone that wants to get in contact with us, we have quite a few projects going on at the moment. We're helping people kind of invest in Costa Rica, build homes, even build hotels. A lot of hotel inquiries coming through. Um, so we've been helping quite a few people uh, actually buy hotels uh, and really understand what it's like from the operational and kind of financial model point of view of running those as well. Having done it myself uh, and just sold the hotel last year. So I'm, I'm, I got an MBA in hotel management and lost quite a bit of money. So if, uh, I made some money as well. But, um, but anyway, uh, if you want to contact us, you can info at investingcostarica.com. That's info at investingcostarica.com. Uh, today, we're going to be talking with Oliver Gamble. He's a long-term resident and real estate investor and developer up in Guanacaste. He actually lives in uh, Reserva Conchao up there. So he's been developing and building, remodeling properties in Costa Rica for quite some time. So we're going to be talking to his uh, well, him about what advice he has for investing in Costa Rica and also what projects he has going on at the moment. So all of his contact details are in the description below uh, if you do want to contact him. But let's get straight into the podcast. Good morning, Oliver. How are you doing? Very well, Richard. Nice to see you again. No, thank you very much for taking the time to uh, join us on the podcast. I think this is going to be an interesting one uh, just because of the experience you know that you've had here and the amount of time that you've been here in Costa Rica and being up in Guanacaste, which of course you know is one of the hot spots of Costa Rica. But the question I like to ask everyone just to begin with at the moment, Oliver, is I mean, you know, the world is uh, you know the world's got some economic issues, inflations. You know, we've got some stuff happening in Eastern Europe. I mean, what are you seeing happening in your area of Costa Rica? Well, I mean, it, I, I find that, and I get that question all the time, uh, whether yep. it's friends and family or yep. or other people um, who I meet, and they say, and they're, they're, it's their caution, their, their nervousness about either investing in Costa Rica or or or, um, or putting any money here. And the only thing I see is a steady flow of new families. I mean, we've got two kids at the local school; uh, they've got friends in the other school, and every single class for every single year in those both schools are growing at 10% every term, not even yeah. year on year, but every term. My kids have got four new uh, classmates this January. In last September, it was, I think, four or five each. They split the classes last August at the start of the new year in nearly all of the year groups. So I just see more and more people coming. And I think, I think the world's pressures or the economic pressures, or whether it's the war or whatever whatever the um, macro pressures are in the world, I still feel that people are keen to change their lives from the humdrum that they've been having since you know the last 20 years. And I think COVID for them was a huge stimulator to just say, I don't really care what the world market's doing or how well my shares are doing or whatever it is. I want to live a different life. 
And if you look at pretty much anywhere, I was thinking about this over the weekend, if you look at anywhere around the world, it's, it's Asia, Asia's difficult, no one speaks the Asian languages. Um, go to Europe, Europe's tricky again, whether it's immigration's tricky or again, language issues. Um, the rest of Latin America, you wouldn't want to go to Argentina, you wouldn't want to go to Brazil, it's not safe. Most of South America is a little bit too far-fetched for most people. You look at Central America, despots and dictators, and unless you're into Bitcoin, El Salvador, maybe. But, you know, you sort of land that very few places on the map that you can say that seems like a really good, safe, um, comfortable place to go and live. So I sort yeah. of think it's, I don't think it's the last option. I think it's the first option. But I don't think, so. I don't think the list is very long. And so I think a lot of people will just, regardless of their financial situation, choose to come and live here. Um, and so, as I say, the, ma the macro the macro stuff, absolutely it's important. Um, I mean, Costa Rican currency, the colon, is going through a crazy time right now with um, getting stronger against the dollar, which it historically just doesn't do. Um, and that makes you sort of think, well, what, what's going on there? What's happening? But at the same time, I just see more and more people. The golf course is fuller and fuller, sadly. It's difficult to get a tea time these days. Yep. The beach clubs, where I go to, you can't get a, a, a sunbed anymore. Um, so it's terrible for us because it was our little private paradise. But uh, but it's great for business. Uh, as I said, there's just it's a steady flow of, of more and more people coming in. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. You know, I mean, it's just even people I interact with, the more and more families looking to live here. I mean, I think, you know, what people used to do was they'd wait till they were 65, you know, somewhat to become and go and live their life, you know, till they've retired. Whereas now, you know, it made people question stuff just with technology now, you know, and it forced businesses to kind of move more online with remote working. So these two kind of worlds have just smashed together. And I know so many people here that have well-paid jobs in North America, living in Costa Rica, you know, and living in paradise. And, you know, I mean, I will say that um, a lot of them say to me of like, they were like, wow, Rich, I didn't realize on what a treadmill I was or like how narrow focused I was when I was, a, you know, when I lived where I lived until I got to Costa Rica and realized I don't need half the crap that I've got. You know, you spend so much time outside. My kids are happier. I have more time with my kids. Like it's just, it's more of a balanced center way of living. Absolutely. And, and I speak to a lot of people as, as you do and, and the people that work for huge multinationals who absolutely live here and work here and they work a pretty standard work day. But on the weekend, they jump in their car, they go surfing, their kids love it. And as a couple of families, they've got, both they've got, well, one's got two kids and one's got three kids. And they said, we're only here coming here for two years. We're, we've got to go back. We want to get the kids through high school. And the kids threw the brakes out the window and said, we're not going back. I'm yep. no interest in going back. So one was to uh, Texas and the other one was to California. We're not going back. You, you figure it out so that we can stay. Um, and both those families have since invested and bought a, bought a piece of land or once bought a house, one's building a house. And they're staying. They just said, okay, well, it's, it's kids first now. And I think that's a new, a bit of a new thing, I suppose. As you said, it used to be the pensioners. It used to be people who live their lives and then come down and just put their feet up and relax. And now, as you say, the people are more interested in having a good life and giving their kids um, uh, certainly a safe life. I know there's a lot of stuff going on in the States with gun crime and horrible things happening. Um, but yeah, I think they just, they seem to love it. They love the the, the, the ability to be free or, the, or the, um, the lack of pressure. You know, there is no pressure to be conformist. You don't have to be in a clique. You don't have to wear the latest, whatever it is. 
yeah you just put your bikini or your, your shorts on you go to the beach and everyone's pretty much the same and it's it's really great i mean it's it's lovely because most of the people you meet are super positive and yep. are having one at the time you know i very rarely meet anybody who's saying i hate it i'm trying to get out, out of here they're always thinking oh, i hate that i can't get rent for next year that's the, only, the main complaint i hear is how do we stay there's nowhere else for us to to rent which is um again great for us being property people because there is a dearth of uh, of properties right now yeah yeah definitely well let's just talk about kind of switch gears into investing into costa rica here i mean what's been the best investment that you would say in costa rica and what's been the one that you wish that you wouldn't have done because we've all got them um well, I'll disappoint you. The, the one that I wish I have, hadn't done is the one I haven't done. I, I've been coming here for uh, 18 years and living here for 10. And every single year for those first eight years when I'd come and visit my wife's family, we'd go property hunting, we'd see stuff, we'd think, yeah, that's a, that's a really nice large farm with a gorgeous ocean view, but it'll probably be same price next year. And it'll probably be the same price next year. And I was working in central London property. So I was I was um, buying stuff and doing stuff up there and, and, and making really nice money. And through the through the nineties or noughties, um, you know, we did we everywhere in property you're pretty much doing well if you're in the Western world. So I'm not disappointed that I did invest, but I am certainly the worst deal I didn't make is the deal I should have done in two thousand and six, seven, when prices were low, just after the last there was a mini boom in six seven wasn't it and then yep. i guess in, in, in eight nine was a great time to buy and that was that was my my worst deal is not not buying and then my best deal was um i suppose last year actually i mean i i got a fire sale i knew the market value the sellers didn't know the market value and i was in a percent increase in my investment in six months yeah, and it was a a paper deal. I did nothing. I bought it and I sold it. Never touched it. Yeah. So um, I was again, but that's the same thing as being an agent. When you're an agent or when you're in the industry and you see opportunities, you've got to jump on them as quick as possible. Um, and that was just one of those ones where I, I was window shopping and I saw something and I thought that little piece of land in that development that there's that it's 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 not the right price. And it, I made the offer for asking. They accepted it straight away. We had the deal done in about two weeks. And I think six months later to the day, I set a new a new record price for that band in that development. So that was good. Good uh, for you. A few more of those would be nice. But um, <laughs> those are the ones that keep you interested, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. The, the unicorns, as I like to call them, where you have to keep kind of hunting but around and searching um, for them. I think, I think. Exactly, and they and they come, and sometimes you've got to create them yourself. You know, I had a good friend in San Teresa where we used to live. We've, we've moved up to North Guanacaste now. Now we live in Reserva Conchal, just north of Tamarindo, near to Liberia the airport. Uh, but in San Teresa, people were buying a farm that had really nothing, um, putting in some land, putting in some water, putting in some electric, chopping it up and selling it to lots. And they they are and still are very very profitable deals. Um, but you've got to have the vision. You know, it's either vision or or a little bit of fortune to find these things um i certainly think vision is one of the, the main things in costa rica because it is you're standing in a in a jungle somewhere and most people think i, I, I struggle to buy a, a flat or a, a house on a road let alone a slice of jungle with no real access but as you'll see most gorgeous properties or hotels were once just a piece of jungle yep. and someone had some vision and, and turned oh. it into something, something reserva conchao 
Wow, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's probably my worst deal because I came to Conchal in 2005. Um, I, I probably should have bought them a lot then. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But hey, you know, we're still here. Exactly. Well, I mean, what advice would you give to anyone, you know, outside of Costa Rica that's looking to invest in Costa Rica? I mean, what would you say to them? Because I'm sure quite a few people do ask you for advice. I, I sort of, I think if it's if it's purely investment purposes, um, you know, talk to some professionals, talk to people who are in the industry, um, get a good basic knowledge of Costa Rica and, and, and your target area for investment. Um, so if it's just purely investment purposes, I think, you know, you just need to know the right people. If you're if you're buying to invest, to live and rent out and make a bit of a second income or something like that, you've got to come and visit. You've got to come and be here, get your boots on the ground, see what it is that you're investing in. Um, because there is a lot of variation, just like the wonderful sub-climates that we've got, the um, microclimates that we've got here. One one day it'll be raining in my friend's house. He's a 10-minute drive away and I'll have bright blue sunshine. He'll yep. get rain 40 days a year and I'll get rain 10 days a year. Um, those numbers aren't quite accurate. But you know, it, yeah, it's, yeah. it's incredible how how much of a difference there is. Um, and it's not just postcode related. I mean, you know, coming from London, anything in the postcode SW1, it's a winner. Anything in postcode is a winner whereas here it's very much the right development or the right um speech uh, in certain certain areas um is really important that you get that right because you could be buying next to a cement factory i mean you know you could be buying yep. next to something which is really not desirable at all um and i guess also coming to see what other people are doing like I said, going back to the jungle example, you know, if you see someone else that, you know, cut down a couple of trees, planted a few more and, and has a beautiful ocean view and you're standing next to them, you're seeing all you can see is um, uh, the, the trees are blocking everything, you'll realize what's possible. And you, you can't do that from a not great internet presence for um, realtors in this country. And if real, realty or real estate or estate agents it's a bit of a bit of a dark art still in this country. I find you know there yeah. aren't that many clean and clear listings. You still trying to have to sort of try and figure out where everything is. Even as as locals, we sort of you know you understand where something is. I mean, even looking at Airbnb and coming to rent somewhere, you have really no idea where you are unless you chat to the owners and say, "Hey, exactly where are you?" Just by telling you that you're in Tamarindo doesn't mean you're in the main strip. You could be. Yep. In Villarreal, yeah, you could be in Villarreal, yeah, exactly. and people still say Tamarindo, exactly. and it's not. So exactly, exactly. Well, I, I think you've answered this, but I mean, I, I, I you know, because you've mentioned a good team there, but like, how important do you think it is to have a good team if you're investing in Costa Rica? Look, I mean, we, we're not the third world; we're a developing country, and I, I push us to say we're even better than that. But I probably know as many bad lawyers as I do good lawyers. Yep. Um, and so that being true, you've got to have people that you trust helping you. It's just, it's imperative. Um, you know, it's not just a good lawyer. It's, it's, it's more, and if you're coming down for a holiday, come and meet the hoteliers, come and meet the people who are doing developments, come and meet people that run the local businesses and ask questions because they will tell you. And that for me is sort of the team of, um, of, of experts, Really, that's the um, it's the knowledge you get from other people. 
and that's where you can really delve into what's valuable. Um, I think I've had so many so many conversations over the, over the years with people and just get a feel for um, you've got your eye on, on, on a house in a development and you go there, it looks great, it's Christmas and everything's busy and you think, oh, this is fabulous. Then you talk to the locals and actually no one comes here from January to November and you yeah. realise it's going to be dead quiet and not a great place if you want to bring up your family with, with neighbours and other kids around or whatever it might be. Um, or you go there and it's really nice and quiet, it's beautiful, it's June and it seems like paradise and what you didn't realise was it's going to be so full that you can't get a, a, a you put your towel down on the beach from Thanksgiving yeah. through, to, through to Easter. So there's that part, it's just getting really good local knowledge and then in terms of architects, um, bankers and, and lawyers, I, you do have to spend some due diligence. You do have to spend some time getting good advice as who to use. Yep. Uh, a, another example, a good friend of mine has bought a piece of land three times now. He's built three houses on that piece of land, but he's bought it from one cousin, the other cousin, the third cousin, because they keep popping out of the woodwork and saying, you bought it from the wrong cousin. It's actually my land. I've got the title. That's terrible. And that all came through buying it through a real estate agent and, and with a local lawyer that was um, was advised by the real, realtor. Those are flags to me. Never take advice from your realtor. Yeah. You know, go and see the land with the realtor and then independently go and find a good lawyer through people that you meet or through people that you're advised to talk to. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, they've done really well on that property and they've, they've got a great business there. But they have had to pay for the land three times, which seems outrageous. Well, it is outrageous. I agree. I agree. I mean, I think separating concerns is definitely what you should be doing always. Like have people, you know, dotting I's and crossing T's and checking work of other people. Uh, you know, I mean, we spend quite a bit of time doing that. I'm sure that you've been through that as well. Of just like, look, trust but verify everything. Absolutely. I mean, we're really lucky. I'm I'm married to Costa Rican yep. as a you, and you know, we've got lawyers in the family, so. If you can't trust your, your wife's cousin, who can you trust? Um, <laughs> and so we're lucky in that. And then we've got architects in the family as well. So my on the other side, there's there are architects there. So we're very lucky in that sense. Uh, we're plugged into the professional community here. Um, but I do hear a lot of horror stories when it comes to uh, title and um, shady, shady things going on with lawyers. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, I mean, which beach towns in Costa Rica, you know, in Costa Rica excite you for investment and why? I mean, which ones, you know, you're just like, oh, I can just see that, you know, it's going to explode or like this is a beach town I would look at investing in. You know, we get that question quite a lot. I think with the generation, with the, with the growth of um, everywhere near Liberia, so all the, you go west from Liberia and you start at Coco, Coco and, and those areas were very popular back in the 70s and 80s and 90s with Costa Ricans. It was yep. poor developments, it, not poor in the sense of rich and poor, but just not not, not particularly nice developments, lots of small condos, perfect for the pensioners, perfect for the, the cheaper kind of investment. That area has sort of not been ruined, but it's sort of already been developed. But if you start coming south of there, um, through Catalinas, Flamingo, Bresley to where I am in Conchal, Playa Grande, um, and then butting up to Tamarindo. For me, this area is exploding. I mean, there's three new schools here. There are so many new um, 
multinationals uh, opening offices here. The, the big, big supermarket chain in San Jose decided to come and open a, a store down here. Um, there's a lot of internal investment, Costa Rican investment. And so I, I like to see where the municipalities or the councils are putting their money or, and yep. also where the Costa Rican businesses are putting their money. And yep. it seems to me that if you go north of Coco, you get into a place called uh, Papagayo Peninsula, which is super high-end. You'll see names in the newspaper, Bruce Willis's or the Giselles of the world, spending tens of millions of, of dollars on, on super luxury houses. Um, and that is a, a very high-end investment uh, zone, if you ask me. But anything really from, like I said, Catalina's, which is just north of Flamingo, in a place called Trero, um, they're down to probably... Probably Playa Grande. I would say it stops at Tamarindo. Tamarindo has its own identity as a, um, I don't want to say Cancun. I'm not sure it's, what the, it's a the, tourist. The right it's, comparison it's the, is. But... The number one tourist destination in Costa Rica, basically, as a beach town. The number it's, one yes, the Costa town, yeah. del Sol for an English person in Spain. Yep. It, it's where it's your first port of call, typically, if you come here. If you're a yep. backpacker, if you're, if you're um, not so, not so high-end tourism, it's perfect. You know, there's loads of cheap places to stay. There are also some very nice places to stay. There are cafes, restaurants, souvenir shops, uh, plenty. Um, and it's actually a pretty beautiful beach. You know, it's it's and it, it's good access to all the tourism stuff, like the zip lines or the butterfly farms or whatever else people might want to come and do when they're here. Um, so I think every the, the probably the answer is northwest Guanacaste. That is my beach areas, um, and then within that, it's if you've got $200,000 to invest, I have nothing wrong with the condo in Tamarindo. You'll rent it really well. There aren't big numbers, but it'll just do a nice yield and you have a nice uh, place to come and stay. If you want to spend a bit more money, there are developments from within Playa Grande. That's grown hugely since I lived there back in 2005. Um, there, are, there are ocean view properties back from Playa Grande, which are also growing quite... Um, uh, organically, you know, not fast, but you can see that the growth is good growth. And places like where I am, Reserva Conchal, which is its own little island of um, of, uh, of tourism, I guess, you know, sort of seven or eight different developments or maybe even 10 different developments within the Reserva. So there's lots of different price points. Um, and further north, you know, the Flamingo yeah. and Catalina's Coves, you know, they're all growing really nicely. And they've got, it seems like they've got good commercial support as well there are shops there there are hotels there uh, there are you know hospitals and, and clinics and and schools and all the sort of things that one needs well i mean you maybe touched on it a little bit a while uh, a while ago about long-term you know uh rentals but i mean where do you think the gap in the investment market is at the moment in in northern Guanacaste? it's the budget of the family with two kids that have moved here to suck it and see for india Yep. Whatever their budget is, and realistically, their budget is probably what they're getting for their house that they're renting out back in North America or, or, or in Europe. Um, it probably starts at around two thousand dollars a month, maybe, and goes up and up and up to the sky's your limit on rental. To tr if you looked now to try and find a house or somewhere to live for around three and a half, four thousand dollars a month, a house with a view, maybe with a pool. You're going to be looking for a long time. There is a real shortage of that. So I think it's probably in the half million to a million dollars worth of investment to buy a land and build that house. 
Yeah. Or perhaps you can buy that house for again half a million to a million dollars again, you know, depending on, on the spec, and that rents out for you know five percent yield, maybe six percent yield, depending on your costs. Um, with absolutely no problem. If this, if you squeeze the numbers properly and you get a, a nice high rental long term, you know, you can get a long term yield of sorry seven percent um, net if you you know if you get it all right. And I think that is a really good place to start because that house is going to go up in value. I would imagine, you know, in the five to ten percent a year region capital gain. It just if you look at the last few or few years, three or four years, um, where we have seen rampant growth due to COVID, but that growth has not become has not come through crazy investment. That growth has come through people migrating. Yeah, you know, and that's driven demand has driven the price. Um, there is so much demand and so little supply. And if you did any economics, that's a good time for people who have got property. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think I think that's the region. I mean, you can get a condo. Probably the cheapest condo you can buy right now is in the three hundred thousand dollars range. You know, and there are cheaper, obviously, but I'd say the average starts at about three hundred thousand and goes up to probably eight hundred thousand, and then much higher for luxury high end condos. And those rent really well. They're very typically they've got a management structure in place so they don't you know more of a um a uh lock what's the expression uh, uh, uh what is it like lock it and leave a it turnkey yeah, yeah lock it leave it or turnkey kind of thing so i think those are very attractive you know a lot of people are a little bit a little bit cautious of buying a house in a development and then having to organize their own gardener and pool guy and clean all that sort of stuff but uh, i i like the condos i think condos are we bought a condo ourselves and if i give you those numbers we bought it. It's gone up 10% year on year for the last three years. And if we wanted to rent out long term, I would be getting about 8% yield on my money. Um, Not bad. Yeah. Fantastic. You know, and it, we, we bought it because we didn't want to rent. We, we were renting previously, having just moved from Santa Teresa, which is a couple of hours south or a few hours south. We wanted to wait and see what we should be doing. And as you know, waiting in Costa Rica is not always the right option. Unless you already own it, then waiting can be a good option. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I, I mean, I think, you know, people are always like, well, Rich, you know, I'm going to try and time the market in Costa Rica. I'm like, good luck, buddy. Like, this place is so weird when it comes to, like, timing markets. Like, I mean, Absolutely. I think it was, I think it was, uh, uh, you know, the best time to plant a tree, you know, is today, right? Yes, absolutely. You know, so, I mean, but I mean, yeah, I mean, Oliver, let's just talk a little bit about some projects that you're working on at the moment. You know, I get a lot of people, you know, looking to invest like, hey, Rich, I've got money. I want to invest it in Costa Rica. I know that you have a few projects, you know, available that people could potentially, you know, part with you on and do a joint venture. So, um, you know, give us an idea of some of the stuff that you've got going on or some of the stuff that you'd like to get going on. So the, the, the last couple of projects we've done is buy some land, um, get a house built pretty quickly and sell it as, as quick as we can. Um, they've both gone really well. Um, they're both actually both of those. We doubled our money on total investment, which were spectacular. Obviously, um, I don't think we can quite get to that right now because I feel the market has come up a bit, come towards us a bit in terms of values. Um, but I'm raising some finance right now for a, a, a luxury house. Um, so somewhere in the region of a sales value of two, $2.5 million house, uh, total investment value of about half that, 1.3, 1.4. Um, and we have about half the investment for that already. 
So that's something I'd be looking for some joint venture um, investment. Um, and meanwhile, we keep our eye on lots. So there's a couple of other lots that we really like. Um, and we're in sort of the pre-project development right now, coming up with what house designs might work, yep. how to best take advantage of those particular lots. Most pieces of land, lots that you see here have things to put off other investors. There's a big gulch down the middle of it. There's a, a river running across the side of it. There's a steep slope to get up or it's... I like that. I personally I like say, it. That, I vision. I love exactly it. That's what I was going to say. That's what I'm looking for. I look for the ones that other people pass. Yep. Um, as I said, the one that the one that I'm looking at right now that we've got half the money on, the lot is not particularly popular because it hasn't got the greatest view. But from the second floor, it has a fabulous view. And so the way that we would design the house is have very much the services downstairs, a couple of the lesser bedrooms downstairs, and the principal rooms and the yep. um, standing spaces upstairs. So who cares about the view downstairs? You know, it's more about having a lovely private garden. And a gorgeous views from the from the, the principal areas. Um, so yeah, it's it's a little bit like that. You have to be a bit smarter now, especially because the price has gone up so quickly. We you do need to have uh, an instinctive eye of how you can make the worst house on the street into the best house in the street, or whatever it, whatever it might be. But so right, yeah, right now we're looking at the the project which we've got some money raised on. So I, I could would definitely be interested to hear from people who are interested in, in getting involved in that. Um, but also, if I can raise, if we can get some more in, in interest in investment, um, then I will accelerate a couple of those projects which are under review as I speak. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, I, I mean, you're in Reserva Conchao, you live there, so your viewpoint is very unique and very valid. And again, you know, I've mentioned on the podcast before is, you know, gated communities are great investments as well, because people just, when they come to Costa Rica for the first time or they're looking to live here, they like see them as being safe and they are safer if that makes sense yeah. i mean in general costa rica is a very safe country you know it's very opportunistic crime that we see here um but you just need to be aware of that like in a gated community like you would feel safer and that's why people base it you know when they first come here you know typically invest in those areas i think i, I think the gated are definitely the first port of call for anybody that's coming here um it, in reality they're going to come they're probably going to see a condo that they think I can live there while we try this lifestyle, while we have a look around. They're going to be super happy that they did that. And then they're going to think, okay, let's stay. Now, where can I build my dream home? Um, yeah. And that being said, to try and find a condo inside Reserva Conchal right now is very, very difficult. They sell so quickly. They come on the market and they're gone within a week. Um, so I suppose, again putting our, our, our smart hats on, okay, let's find the nastiest condo, the one that hasn't been refurbished recently. I know it's gonna be a bit of a headache doing a refurb project from afar, but that's the kind of headache that I'm gonna to have to go through to yep. get myself a good deal. Um, speaking of which, there was a condo for sale a couple of weeks ago. It was very tired, needed, needed probably $50,000 spending on it. You could have spent a lot more, you could have spent yep. a little bit less to get it to a really good level. Would have rented fantastic. Um, I think the guy that bought it is actually going to do the work. He's a local guy that already owns a couple of units. He's going to do the work and keep it as a long-term rental. But uh, anything like that, um, for me, is an ideal investment. And I, I, I love agree. a refurb. You know, coming from London, where I probably did 150 refurbs over 
a 10-year period, we've still got a business that still does refurbs for people back in London, which I still run. And I, and I you know, I love getting, I, I would say to my wife, it's like having a, a girlfriend when you're a little bit younger, try not to be sexist, but I like a short relationship. You know, if you're <laughs> land with someone yeah. building a house, it becomes a little bit more of a long relationship, which isn't always the best. Yep. If it's pure investment, it's always fun. But yeah, getting in and out quickly, sort of a two-month, three-month turnaround time, yep. it's it's great fun. And you get to see you get to see a, a rough diamond polished up, and, and that's a really uh, that's a fun thing to do. So I like a refurbishment. So if, if people are interested in in that in that route of investment, I could more than happily steer them in the right direction for that sort of thing. Uh, we have a refurbishment team here as well, with a couple of people that do some really lovely design work. Um, I always push the, the luxury homes because I do really enjoy turning a piece of barren land into a, a beautiful new home. Uh, I have an ego, and I really enjoy that. But I'm the same. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, the same. I'm willing, I, you I'm know, I'm a sucker for it. I am as well. I'll do the difficult heavy lifting work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Well, my last question for you, Oliver, um, that I love to ask everyone is: if you had five hundred thousand dollars and had to invest it in Costa Rica in a business or real estate, what would you do with it? Beyond investing, you know, one of your projects. I mean, if you had to invest that five hundred thousand dollars, what would you do with it? It's a great question. Um, I suppose it really it really depends on your your requirements, what what you're looking to get back, and how quickly. Yeah. Um, if if you're a young kid and you've just uh, inherited some money and you've got a good job and you don't really need the money anytime soon. Go and find a beautiful piece of land with a beautiful view and buy that. And in 10 years' time, it's going to be worth out of zero on the end of it. Or yep. you might have to do some chopping up and, and make it into different lots. But that, that is a long-term strategy. A mid-term strategy, probably buy a condo. You know, Buy a condo in, in one of the other one of the new developments. There's lots of new developments that Costa Ricans also like investing in. Um, popping up around the around Tamarindo or around Flamingo. I mean, I'd even go as far as to say near Los Sueños, near Jaco, which is much closer yep. to San Jose. Those kind of condo projects is very popular with Costa Ricans. They will come and use them every weekend. And if you get in uh, in pre-sale value, they can be they can be very, very interesting investments. I don't think they are ever going to go up so much in value, but they're always going to be a great, a great yield. And then short term Five hundred thousand um, dollars. Beyond, give it to you or me. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't want to sound churlish and say it's not a lot of money because yep. four years ago it was a lot of money. Um, but I would probably buy a lot in a gated community. You know, find a find a good gated community, find a lot that's priced near or around that value, and I, I would consider getting ten or fifteen percent capital growth year on yep. year. Um, why, while we see this continuing flow of people who are coming to live here, which I don't see stopping, as I said right at the beginning, there are very few options. You know, the Caribbean is day and isn't particularly safe anymore. And if it is safe, it's already overstocked, overdeveloped, and way more expensive. Um, the rest of Central America isn't in any way as attractive unless you're willing to go Wild West near Gragor or maybe maybe Panama a little bit, but I think this, this coastline of Costa Rica is as safe and as um, attractive, and it's growing in the right way. We're getting some great services. The roads are really good. 
Um, and I no longer struggle to get good food and foreign things. That's very true. Hey, we've got an Indian restaurant just outside Kanchao now, right? Not that easy. <laughs> you got Indian got a food. Really nice Indian restaurant. Uh, yep. He does pretty good business. Got Indian food, and I, and I can buy, and I, I love my food, and I can get pretty much every ingredient apart from delicious uh, game, which is not so popular in a, in a hunting-free country. Yeah. Uh, but apart from that, you know, the local seafood or local fish, um, and all the local fruits and vegetables and all that sort of stuff are, are fantastic. So we live a very beautiful, very healthy lifestyle. Um, and we're very fortunate, you know. I, I every time I meet people and they've been here for a while, they just can't can't stop saying how fortunate and how happy they are that they made the move. I agree, I agree. Well, Oliver, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast. For anyone that wants to reach out to Oliver, all of his contact details will be in the description, um, and we'll get you back on in uh, a few months, Oliver. Lovely chatting to you, Richard, and uh, love the t-shirt. Thanks, buddy. Take care. <laughs> Bye. I hope you enjoyed that podcast there with uh, Oliver, guys. Uh, as you can see, he's a wealth of information, uh, has done quite a few, I would say, kind of syndication style deals up there in Reserva Con Chow, uh, and think he may actually be looking for investors at the moment, sophisticated investors. So you can actually kind of reach out to him. All of his contact details are in the description. Remember, you can also contact us for any help that you need investing in Costa Rica, even if it's just buying a condo or home all the way through to building a, you know, a residential development or a hotel. Uh, we have quite a few things going on at the moment. You can email us info at investingcostarica.com. That's info at investingcostarica.com. If you've enjoyed the podcast, guys, please give us five stars. Uh, continue to pass the pod and share it with people. It's always great when I hear that somebody had shared the, the podcast with someone. Uh, I know there's quite a few episodes now, so uh, we'll keep cranking them out there, guys. Uh, if there are any topics you'd like us to cover as well, feel free to email us. Again, info at investingcostarica.com. But till the next podcast, we'll speak to you soon. Bye. The number one Costa Rica real estate and investment podcast, bringing you experts from all over Costa Rica 